Welcome to Pagan Gumbo Podcast. This is an ongoing discussion of the philosophical and practical perspectives on nature-based spirituality. We will be exploring both the ancient and modern perspectives and how we conceptualize our place in the universe and the universe itself. This is a discussion more about the questions than any answers. It's an examination that takes place as a result of the dialogue. And as always, your mileage may vary. It is a way to look at things and not the way to look at things. Our intent is to mix up interviews and discussions and offer up a new serving about every other week. Please check us out at PaganGumbo.com, like us on Facebook, or follow us on Twitter. Send questions or suggested topics to questions at PaganGumbo.com. Better know a room live. What do you know? It's Faye, which we've already covered. Well, we'll we'll just keep pulling until we get something we haven't covered. (laughs) And if you want to know about that room, go back to our, I think, the very first Better Know a Room. Yep. We tried to do this to make it a little bit more random. We're going to have our first room. There we go. Yay. So Gibo is our next rune. Gibo looks like an X, if you're not familiar with runes. X's and O's, right? X's and O's, yes. Um, And Gibo is the rune for gifting. It, in fact, means gift. Um, It is traditionally a rune for reciprocity, the idea of giving and receiving gifts, being a guest and a host. Um... It's the relationship more than it is anything else. Is that what the X represents? The giving and taking, the to and from, the exchange? It can be seen that way. Um, it is, of course, Old Norse, so the actual X doesn't come involved in it. But from a... Uh, well, I didn't mean the letter X, just the, <laughs> the idea of those two... Um, the iconic look. Coming, yeah, the yes. look coming together. Yes, the um, iconic look does indeed uh, call to mind the idea of coming together um, to one place. They're supposed to be even, an even X, so that brings that balance in that they're supposed to be equal giving and equal receiving. Yes. I, of course, do not carve even Xs. Well, yes. Because I carve by hand, and sometimes <laughs> they're not even. The idea, though. Well, and that could bring up is giving and taking ever truly even? Um, the attempt is there often, but the gift from one who is above you in status would be more than you could give if you were below them in status. And so perhaps your mistakes of not being able to do an even X or an even Gebo is not quite so far out of, out of what the meaning is. Indeed, the idea of generosity does require of us to give what we are able to give, no more, and no less, um, there's an obligation when you have more to give more. And in a lot of ways, Gibo sort of represents that as well. Um, Can you say that louder for the people in the back? If you have more, you give more. It's true. Those who are stingy are not good kings. They're not good rulers. If you spend all of your time trying to hoard your wealth, trying to not pay people, trying to, to not give to them, then the lore says... You're just not a, you're not a good king. You're not a good lord. You're not a good provider. 
because that is what people with means and with money are supposed to do. They are to provide for others in the ancient world. And when you take money and you hoard it and you keep it for yourself, you're not a king, you are a dragon. And that is why good kings go to slay dragons. Dragons orange? Some of them, some I'm of sure. Some of them are orange, right? Sure some of them are. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so what's the lore tell us? I know there's a tale. I'm going to mess up the tale, the, the, the names, because I can't remember names very well. And this is about some other things, too. Um, but Frigga and Odin are discussing, let's say, how each of their, how well each of their godsons have grown, what kind of men they've grown into. And Frigga's son is doing okay for himself. I'm blanking on what his, his stature is. Um, but Odin's son's become a king. And so his godson's become a king. And so they're arguing over which son is, is better at hospitality, because hospitality is hugely important. And so Odin goes, well, I'll go put, put them to the test then. And so he disguises himself as a beggar and heads to the king's, his, his, his godson's castle, or whatever. And now Frigga doesn't want to lose a bet. And so she sends word ahead of Odin that there's going to be a, a, a very powerful sorcerer that's going to come and that he's going to test them. And so they are not to treat him. I'm blanking on the specifics, but basically just saying, hey, you're not supposed to treat him very well when he gets here. He's, he's a very powerful sorcerer, which is in fact not true, or which is in fact true. He is a very powerful sorcerer, so she's not being deceitful in that respect. But she says word ahead that he should not be trusted. So, to both of the sons or just to... Just to, to the king that Odin is okay. going to visit. So the king says, oh, okay, got it. Um... Odin gets there in disguise, doesn't give his real name, refuses to give his name at all. But he asks for, um, he asks for hospitality, he asks for food and water and lodging. And the king says, no, not until you give me your name. And there's some arguing goes back and forth, and he eventually ties him, is it in between two fires? I think so. He ties him up in, in a very uncomfortable way and says he's not going to let go of him until he gives his name, which is a huge breach of hospitality. So Frigga, in that way, managed to win the bet. Eventually what happens is I think her godson gives him some bread. He feels bad for him. He, he stays tied up there for a number of days, and the godson feels bad. Frigga's godson feels bad and gives him food and water, and he reveals himself to be Odin, and um, you know, Frigga, Frigga wins the bet at first, but then I think there's some, some uh, comeuppance where Odin figures out what she did. But the idea in that is that how much of what the king is supposed to do is with a beggar that comes to your door, you are supposed to still treat them well, treat them as an honored guest, not treat them as a criminal or an outlaw. Indeed. And honestly, anyone who shows up at your door and refuses to say what their name is, especially if they're wearing a big floppy hat down over an eye, it's probably, probably Odin. Odin. <laughs> <laughs> so treat them well. Yes. But there's, all, there's stories like that in a lot of other cultures of beggars going wandering around who are gods in disguise testing, mm-hmm. testing mortals to make sure that they're within the balance of hospitality. I thought there was a Jewish one about Yahweh doing that, but I'm not sure, and I can't I ever know. find it to, to prove my point about that being a very important part of tribal society at that level. Yeah. I, I think that at the end of the day, 
the, the work that we do and the, the way that we interact with people is what's really important. And Gibo is a, a rune about that kind of interaction. When the cosmos is in harmony, when you're doing everything you're supposed to do, you receive back more than you can give in many ways. And I think that's really what Gibo is about. When you give the proper amount, the right amount, you will receive back the right amount for you. And I know we said earlier that maybe you can't give as much to a king as a king can give to you, but when a king gives to all, then suddenly that king has an army. That king has people to pay taxes. That king has people to keep him propped up as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So everyone does benefit in that system. Mm-hmm. There's an ancient uh, philosopher who says, the love you get is equal to the love you give. The love you make is equal to the love you take? Are you Maybe that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really ancient, eh? Really ancient. Well, getting to be. <laughs> I knew it was something like that. Yeah. What's the room poem for this? There should be only one. I think it's only in the Anglo-Saxon. I don't have it in front of me. Oh, okay. I, I thought it was in that book. That's okay. The way that I put it in, so when I think about runes, the, the poetic verse to me is, gifts of the responsibility are those who have much. Generous folk are loved and known by all. Um, and that's kind of the way that this rune speaks to me. Sometimes I've heard this referred to as the wedding rune, which doesn't make a lot of sense given until you start to think about the way marriages were arranged in those societies. They weren't necessarily arranged, um, and the United States is very unusual in our way of, of having marriages, but in other societies, marriages are arranged not just for love, but because one family needs that social and economic tie with the other family. There's a way mm-hmm. to cement social and economic ties, which would also be symbolized by the giving of gifts. Mm-hmm. And so the gifting part of most wedding ceremonies around the world is part of that gebo thing. Um, it can get out of whack, as you can sometimes see in some dowry systems where the agreements have been made, and then all of a sudden, um, after the wedding, the, uh, the groom's family says, actually, that dowry wasn't enough. We need more money from you, or we're going to do bad things to your to your, your daughter. So gebo, sound, gebo has, all rooms have their challenges and their blessings. And one of the challenges of gebo is being too, both being too generous and giving so much of yourself that you can't, give anymore, being, whether it's wealth or emotion or, or whatever, but then also being super, super greedy and taking more than you're allowed to have. Goes back to those equal points. Right. Balance. Yep, mm-hmm. Definitely. Anything else about this? No, it's generally a good room. Mm-hmm. When you pull it, it's, it's, a, it's a good one. If you ask, have our offerings been received and you received Yibo? Your offerings have probably yes. been received. <laughs> um, and it's, it's one of those that if it comes up in a reading, then typically it means good things either have happened or are on their way to happen. Mm-hmm. I sometimes see it as um, making sure, as a, as a reminder to folks to make sure that they're not giving too much of themselves for what they're getting back in return. So making sure that the love they take is equal to the love they make, to use your mm-hmm. analogy. Um, because sometimes people are very good at giving too much or taking too much. And so mm-hmm. it's a good reminder in a reading sometimes to make sure that that's in balance where it should be. Yeah, I could see it the other way. You're asking for all these things, but right, exactly. Are you giving to to receive those things? Exactly. Okay. Well, as always, this uh, edition episode, episode episode is brought to you by the magical druid here at the banks of the Olentangy. No. Olentangy. Olentangy. I, I'm 
I only learned of it on, in uh, football games on PlayStation, <laughs> and that's the way the great Keith Jackson would say it. Um, and by Newey Cobalt Designs. You can check us both out on our websites, uh, respectively, or you can always uh, send uh, questions, comments, complaints, social protest, and all those things to questions at pagangumbo.com. Yeah, we love to have um, listener-driven questions that we can sink our teeth into and debate. Yeah. So think of us as your, your pagan and landers. Oh, my. Right. <laughs> That's not Dear Abby. Dear Abby. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.